johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, we are back with a new week here at Sports Insider Radio. Big Mike, Dave Miller in the house. How's everybody doing this week? I'm doing great. Mike, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. It's, uh, you know, I thought the spring has sprung and we would have a consistent, you know, 60 and over going forward. So my, you know, my golf days would be increasing, not decreasing, but looking outside and it's cold it's windy so hopefully it's just you know it's just a today thing and it'll get back to better temperatures but you know what what was sizzling from what i actually hear and i've been talking to dollar mike as well that uh you were able to get a lot of volume last week right more than usual me yeah oh it's great always great when i get a lot of volume sir oh that's that's the number one importance so why do you yes. think um why do you think the edges are so big this time of the year? I mean, just from your opinion. Um, well, I wouldn't say the edges are bigger. It's just with they, with basketball games being played daily, um, and you get a lot of loaded card every other day. It's, it's we're just able to get that much more because in football it's basically twice a week, so. Uh, it's really sad that this is almost not ending, but once regular season NBA is done, you know the volume shoots way down. So, but there's still enough to keep us going out here. So basically, in the last like couple weeks, because I know throughout the season, and you always communicate with me when you're when you're putting in the offers on your apps and they get countered, were you not seeing as much of that? of late and you were actually getting in what you wanted from the beginning or you were still getting counter offered and it decreased a lot no yeah i got yeah the the stakes were pretty high all year um so no we got we got anything we, we got a lot down on all the apps i couldn't have asked for a better year basically because at the beginning of the year, if you said to me, oh, you're going to make this much, get this much volume, do you like that? Or do, like, do you think it will be more or less? Oh, way less. Way less profit, way less volume. So for me, it went well. Um, but I hate to keep saying it in the past tense. It's still going. It's still going. Baseball, baseball's good. Um, I'm excited to 
to bet these odds too again for baseball this year. And hopefully I do a little bit better than I did last year in baseball. Well, I mean, it's, again, past tense. You know, it's it, it, we can't track performance of the past. We obviously can improve. And I, my personal opinion, well, not even an opinion, it's more of a question to you. Do you actually track from a business sense, if you're getting limited and you're not getting as much money down on particular games, had you been able to get the larger volume down, does it, you know, the bottom line would be that much different. So do you actually track it on like certain weeks where you're just getting banged down and they're counter offering with these loads, you know, low numbers. Do you actually track that from a business sense? And obviously a, a standalone better that has one book that's basically able to get whatever he wants out. He's never limited. He doesn't really track that second, third layer of this business. I mean, do you actually from, you know, and this was actually a client asked me, to ask you this question, do you actually track the business sense of if you're getting limited substantially for weeks at a time, how much money you your bottom line is at the end of the year, how much lower it is because of that? Well, we never really have that problem because we just get new names. That's why got we it, got it. keep going. Yeah, we don't really have – we don't – at this point, we don't have – we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I mean, I did in Vegas. And then I and then, but our business partners are pretty aggressive, and we just get different companies, different names. We're always going strong, so yeah, never a problem to bet what we want on everything. So average bet. So is that more? Uh, Ten twenty. So is that more of just like you'll get uh you'll get value in Colorado for as long as you will, and if you start yeah. getting limited substantial, that's when it'll be your the the trip will be over. Well, yeah, I mean, when they limit new names pretty quick, and and I kind of feel like I'm telling on myself <laughs> saying all this, but no, when they, I mean, there's so many apps, and we have so many people that we trust, it's like, yeah, I don't know, we're good for a while, I think. Tough in Vegas. Well, tough in Vegas, people we trust there, too, but it's kind of hard, because they're just so good with the numbers, you know that, you guys know that, so... Of course, of course. I feel good. I feel good about this place. Feel good, for sure. Feel and I think that's because you have, well, because yeah. you have such a big following um, on social media and the people see, because you're always posting and the content is always real and up to date, that, you know, when they see you getting limited and you're like, look, man, this, I tried it. Let's see if I can get it in. They counter offer with 80% less. Uh, the clients well, are they're mesmerized by it. pregame bets. That's just pregame bets. I would never. Yeah, that's just pregame sides in certain situations. But yeah, I mean, still can. And on that, you can bet whatever you you can bet whatever you want because it's just such a big market, hard to beat. So never, we never struggle with. At Pinnacle too, you can bet twenty, thirty thousand a game. Bet mm-hmm. Chris, you can bet enough. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's pretty sunny here. Yeah, it's sunny here. It was snowing yesterday. Our weather's going back and forth too. Just like the yeah, I mean Baltimore, where we are. I mean it's very bipolar. You'll have we had snow one day, and then the next day it was seventy. So, it, yeah, it's, I've never seen anything like it. So, well, here but, you too, know March Madness is great. Of a lot of cities are like that. I think. 
And I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear fines from Chicago. Same thing. How it was yesterday. It was sun, it was snowing a little bit yesterday. I mean, it looks like it's going to be fifty or sixty today. So, so my yeah. question, um, my, another question from, and this is from uh, a large demographic of clients that it's so. Let me let me rephrase that. We have a lot of clients that are able to handle all of your volume. They're consistently following the money management. They're very in tune because I feel like they've educated themselves a lot prior to even picking up the phone and contacting us, which is such a huge surplus for us. And it's I, I appreciate yeah. every one of the clients that, that do their due diligence. I feel like we're getting more and more of that of late. But we still have that, I'd say, 5 to 10% of the client that – can't handle your volume and is strictly trying to be more of a gambler and instead of just playing the entire volume, is there a solution for somebody to get transitioned that, you know, that's been a, you know, a gambler that bets five games a day max for 10 years to now be able to handle like a busy Saturday volume? Is there any sort of like tips you could give them to, be more comfortable with just handling the volume? I mean, you, there might not be an answer to that, but, I, you know, I'd like to get your opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, well, get multiple sports books. That's obviously one. But that, I feel like we see that every every show. That and then uh, just try to get as many plays in at the same price as you can. That and then uh, besides, we don't have that many that are released on on a Saturday or Sunday. It's usually the night before for that game or for that day or during the week during football. So, and and then during the week they don't move that fast. But no, some of the ones around post on Saturday or Sunday, yeah, that's that's hard to get in this pass. I mean, if you can't get them in this pass, it's not the end of the world. And plus, if they're used to betting five or six plays a day and we have like 20 it's okay if they only get five or six or ten in they're used to that anyway right as long as every pick is at the same price yeah that's that's key don't chase ones that get worse and it's also important to you know because we run such a uh, advanced trading philosophy which most of these guys that unfortunately have not bet as a business in the past and they come into this realm and they're they're being coached every step of the way you know especially like the other day i mean that just comes off the top of my head um with the 76ers game where there was an out you know and bead was out and the line and then harden was out a minute later and it went from four and a half to seven and a half and it's but instead of you being scared you pressed it and you we added another portion to that original wager because, unfortunately, once we release the games, clients are being told to input them within seconds to not, you know, beat you know, and not get a bad line because we want they have to play exactly what you play or it's a no bet. So once it goes up to seven and a half, and then we press it again for another small portion, again, still within the, the realm of the money management that we want people to follow. And what happens? They went outright. And I have clients texting me. It's like, and that's the emotional sense that you probably don't see as much, Dave. Where I cannot believe it. Um, you know, you're they have no players. How could they win this game? This is a stupid way. And it's just like, 
I know at the end of the day, even if those two wagers lost, it still doesn't matter in the scope of pregame where, you know, you release 270 plays a month and 100 of them could lose and you're still netting a very large percentage like we have been on the last month. Um, you know, it's that's where something – I just don't see anybody else in this business – that provides this type of service that takes it to the next level. I feel like everybody is hyping up big games and games that don't lose and inside information, all the stuff that is fake. It's not real. It will never be real. And finally, you know, we're, I have so many compliments from clients that, that comment and text me and even post and DM you all the time that are just like, it's like a breath of fresh air where they're just, they're understanding the business side. They're really respecting the coaching. They love your Q&As every week. I mean, I just think we've now taken it to the next level because now we've been doing this for a few years now. It's not new, and I feel like you've grown in the business sense of being able to be a educator and a teacher where in the beginning that wasn't your forte. You're just a guy that knows what he's doing, and you're a human computer. And I feel like now it's we're just taking it to the next level, which – and the clients are very appreciative of Dave. So I just know that your work is not going to go unnoticed. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, Dave. Dave, I went back on my uh, YouTube channel, and I found one of our first videos we did. And it was like 2014. Think about that. 15. And it's like you were like nervous and being in front of the camera, and now you're doing Q&As for 111 minutes without even blinking. And Zoom mentorship it's, calls without it, it even blinking. Like so you've come along. Long. You've come. You've come a long way, my friend. Thanks. It doesn't feel like it's that long in the heat in the moment. It doesn't. Feel I know. Like it's that long. Yeah. Well, when I look, well, I'll send you the videos. We look. A, we look a lot younger. If, if if you don't believe that's possible, we do look a lot younger. But you know, it was interesting. I just wanted to in part before we get to some of these <laughs> questions. Um, I have a I have a client that's listening. He's about. He's been a client for about forty-five minutes. Um, his name's Brian in Michigan. He joined this morning. Obviously, I won't give out his last name, but I wanted to. I wanted to walk you through the conversation that I had with him very briefly and just to impart some knowledge to the listeners. So he had a ten. He has a ten dime balance in his in, in, in his account. It's one of the legal sports bet books in, in Michigan. And then he got honest with me. He said, I, had it, I ran it up to 26,000 playing parlays, money line parlays. And then last week, he bet 13,000 on one parlay because he was trying to get the account to 50. He had a goal of taking 10 grand to a million just with a parlay strategy because everybody <laughs> on the internet and everybody on the internet makes it look so easy. And you know what? He was very humble and he explained, you know. And he said he bet a money line parlay. Basically, obviously, we all know how the story goes. The first four or five hit, no problem. We're talking about minus 200, minus 300, minus 400. The last game obviously loses outright. Congratulations, all money line dog winners. He loses 13,000 in a blink. And, and now, and, and, and Brian, if you're listening, we're not laughing at you. Like I told you, I heard this story over and yeah, over and over again. Cool. We have another client that that is already a client um, who same thing. It was like a thirty or a forty thousand dollar parlay. So what I wanted you to just touch on before we get back to the pro side of the betting is what 
how do you how does everybody just have to live and learn in this legal betting age because it's the same story i hear over and over again young man under the age of 30 sticks a little bit of money in oh i'll take the 200 dollars favorites i'll just parlay them because they're going to win until they obviously realize at some point that they're not going to win um and it's but it's like if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, not the losing story, but the losing with this large money line parlay story, which I didn't get when I met you in 2014. In 2014, when legal wagering wasn't across the country, people would just lose point spread betting. You didn't hear a lot of these parlays because the credit shops wouldn't pay the full odds or the right odds anyway. So you think this is just endemic of the legalization where it just attracts a lot of the get-rich-quick lottery parlay guys that run it up real quick with the parlays and they give it all back with the parlays? Your guess is as good as mine. It's interesting to me. And then, I'm, and then, I'm, and then you, keep, you keep saying you have people call you that started with a little bit, parlayed it to a lot, and then they call give you while they're still way up. That's interesting. You said that before. Well, they call so I don't know. Well, yeah, but most uh, most of the time they call after the big hit. So it's like he just lost on yeah. Saturday the $13,000 parlay, and it's like, how could this team lose? They were minus 400 on the money line as if that doesn't happen. Um, but I yeah. just, you know, what for all you, the reason why I'm asking you this question is to elaborate onto your Q&As. A lot of your Q&As, people ask you if you do parlays, and you say yes sometimes. But can you just explain to the audience that's not what you're doing? And I, you don't have to give no. away what you're doing, but you're certainly not parlaying every yeah, $400 money line favorite. So can you at least no. let the listeners know when you say you parlay, that's not what you're doing? Yeah, we're doing, we're doing, yeah, we're not doing that. We're doing, I mean, it's usually, it's usually some type of correlation or too thin value edges that if you comp that that aren't correlated but if you if you parlay them then the two thin value edges or three or whatever it is come out to a nice edge together or some type of free bet or um stale numbers or never we we would never do that and call things free money they can't lose never any of that or all these big favorites parlayed all make real money, all these minus 400. That's not what we're doing. So, no. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I can see how they – I can see how they think that. They see the minus 400s and think they can't lose. I get that. I mean, I get why they think that, but that's that's tough. And you're saying you have people like that call you all the time, and it's tough. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. All yeah, the time. yeah. Dave, if I, I had a doubt, you know, because of this legalization angle, you're having a lot of people that, you know, they have never had a, they've never had access to bet. And they're looking at it from, you know, it's more of a, my friend does it, let me try this out. And because they're fans of the game, all they see is the favorite as winning the game, not spread betting. They see it from a, okay, well, this team is predominantly better than this team. But if I put them together, three, four other teams, I actually can get make a decent return, which could only be a yeah. you know, two-to-one return. So it's, yeah. it, it's just, it's not their fault. They're just 
uneducated betters. And it's it's more entertainment because they have the liquidity to trade stocks or they have the liquidity to trade crypto. And to them, it's just another gamble. So to them, it's without the education, it's not their fault. So I'm glad that sometimes, you know, they go through those trials and tribulations, which I, you know, I would love to get a client that's brand new that hasn't made any mistakes and, and to come out the gate educated. But unfortunately, it's they lead to our path only because of their losses and tribulations that they're able to then say, you know what, my way doesn't work. Let me actually follow a professional. So it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know it was that many people. I mean, you're always telling these stories. Oh, they called yesterday a parlay better, and it's, you're always telling these stories. So that's crazy. Well, yeah, and it also comes, you know, questions. it's but we're also coming where clients are calling us where they came from a you know handicapping service where a client was told to play 50% on one game of his entire bankroll. And that's the complete opposite philosophy of what we want. And, you know, it's they're, they're prone to only seeing big returns daily, and they have no concept of reality when it comes to coaching and money management and volume. And that's, you know, I, a lot of people listen to this show that are potential clients. Can you, and I know we, we talk about it all the time, but why is volume so important? I mean, just give like a quick synopsis of why volume is so important that you have to play it. Well, because uh, well, anytime you can get, anytime you have an edge, I mean, in theory, you want more volume because you make more money. It plays itself out quicker. That that one, that one probably that the playing itself out quicker probably makes you have your job a lot easier. Um, but yeah, so, so in theory, if you had an edge, you would want, if you could put point one percentage, um, of your bankroll on, what is that? A thousand plays, uh, you would want to do it and then literally make money every day if you think about it. But so, yeah, you just, cause, cause if you have less volume, that's less expected value you're going to make. If you, if you're, if you're a two or 3% edge on every player, whatever it is, Whoever the person is, the more plays you get, that's more value, more money in your pocket. But the playing itself out quicker is is nice if you think about it. You know, because right. yeah, because um, it's just less daily negative emotion. Because you're because you're because you're not going to sit there. You're not going to be down money. You're not going to be down money. Like, if you just have one play a day, you could be down money over four years. If you think about it, during one play during the season. But if you have, like, a thousand plays, it's hard if you got your if you get your money in good. Right. But that's a big if, if you get your money but, in good, but, right? But, but, we're all, but you also have to talk about the word we always talk about, variance, which is for the listeners, they hear you, they, well, you're not going to be down. But yes, you're, there is variance, and you're going to have losing days, and that's just part of the business, and that's why you have the money management. Yeah. And I mean, there's no way not to have variance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody that if people don't, don't understand that, yeah, they're in the wrong business, right? 
you have to understand that it's not just free money. I mean, it's not you have free money. You're gonna whoa, have, whoa, you're whoa, gonna whoa, whoa! We don't use that word. anymore. We don't use that word anymore. Remember? <laughs> yeah, but you're not. Yeah, it's funny. But you're you're not. It, you gotta the variance is just in any investment. You're gonna have that, right? As as educated as you would think a person that is risking thousands of dollars on an everyday basis should be, because you value your money, I value my money. I mean, this normally I mean it's, you have to work hard to make money. Period in this country or any country. Still, we have the uneducated better that gets over emotional when you have a losing day and is literally shuts off and is go, oh, I'm just going to go a different route. And it's like, it's mind still after many, many years of this business, it's still mind boggling to me that somebody is unable to treat it like a business and just understand that peaks and valleys are going to happen. And you're never going to have too high of highs and you're never going to have too low of lows. And you're, you're just consistently just being a robot and just putting in the selections. They're coming in with great value. We're getting good overnight line value. We're, you know, last night you had a, a late steam play um, on the game that you actually happened to attend. Again, that was released late and you released it at a certain number and you told us and directed us to only release at that number. So it's, if you're consistently closing well, I mean, at the end of the day, because we watch, the, at least I do, I know you probably don't watch nearly as many games as I do, but how many games come down to a last-second buzzer beater that could be a backdoor cover or it's a win, especially in basketball? I'm just being specific to basketball. So many. So if you're closing better than the closing line and you're just getting that two-point edge or one-point edge versus the closing number, over a sample size of thousands of games, that is going to provide dividends. And it's like you would think that a, a guy that gets that basic principle in turn would just ride the wave and understand that that is the only way that he could successfully do this and replicate what you do pregame. But still, we get guys that completely – go nuts when you have a losing day, and it's like the next day when you do have a winning day, oh, I didn't play it. Uh, it's, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't. Well, what do you mean? And then it's just like it's the emotion, and I wish most guys would take the emotion out of it, but it's just as much as I try and I preach and I teach them the trading principles and I go through you know a 30- to 45-minute education before they even place a wager to understand how to properly follow you and and the basic principles that you have to follow or you won't make money doing this, it's like they just go back to those bad habits no matter what we do. So it's it's a work in yeah, progress. But I, I feel like lately – yeah, Glad I have my but, job, not yours. But I feel like lately we are turning the corner, especially um, during the conference tournament time. Like in February, we had a lot of clients that have really bought into the system, that really followed it correctly, and I mean – they couldn't be happier. So, again, it's it's for us to be able to you know replicate what you do is difficult because there's a lot of just a lot of things that somebody has to follow to be successful. They can't go rogue anymore. But you know, it's 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 been a good ride, especially during March Madness. I'm excited for the rest of the tournament. And talking about the tournament, what what um, how do you feel about your uh, Michigan? Uh, 
futures wager here to win the region. Pretty good. And what made you like them? Oh, well, my strategy just said to to do it. Okay. I can't really elaborate, but no, it was a good, it was, it was a good, there's definitely a good, there was good value at the time too. I mean, I had a good price. So what do you guys think? Well, a client, a client, a client, the client that joined this morning, he saw the futures plays that we put out on Telegram, and he wanted to know should he chase those at the late. Now that you still can play at worse odds, different odds, obviously, or is all the value gone now that we're heading into Sweet Sixteen? Well, that's that's a tricky question. It's a good question. Like you just called today, you didn't. Yeah, you just you. The client calls today, doesn't know about it, and now you're entering the Sweet Sixteen, and you can now bet Michigan now. I haven't and even looked on yeah, the computer. I don't even know. I don't even know what the odds are. Well, you're hoping. Well, it's now. Like, to win the region, it's like eight to one or seven to seven or eight to one. Um, and then yeah, you're kind of you're just hoping. Well, I, I was going to say you're hoping Arizona loses, but. It wouldn't really matter. It would probably be the same even against Houston, so I don't know. You'll get you yeah. actually get nine to one right now in Michigan. Oh wow. Where's that at? Um I am looking at a client's uh actually PPH site. See, I, I almost should have it came out to more if you just bet the money line each game. I had a feeling it would. So yeah, nine to one. Pretty, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, nine to one seems decent. But if you just take the money line now and then the money line next game, it's probably ten to one. Right. You hear that, guys? So instead of playing the futures, you could just play the money line, and then yeah. if you, they win the next two, you're actually getting better odds. Aha. See, probably, that's the stuff that I wouldn't getting, even think of. That's why you're Dave. Yeah, because you're getting plus two hundred, and then you're probably getting plus. 250 plus 275, whatever it would be against Arizona or Houston. So that's, that's like, yeah, that's like 10 to one, nine or 10 to one. I always go back and forth on those, whether to, so if you're taking one of the favorites, you should probably do the, you should probably bet the future. But if you're taking one of the dogs, a lot of times, but it, but it, but this is literally the hardest path they could have taken from the beginning. To play Arizona or Houston, I guess. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You got me on that one. Not sure. Well, I mean, that's why we have the show. We ask the, the tough questions here. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty tough. That one's tough. So, um, what about let's let's change gears a little bit. Um, what is your opinion on of the underrated teams in the NBA coming into the playoffs? I mean, I know that you're ch- you chase a lot of teams specifically that have losing records, yeah, but are very good against us. It's, it's hard because it's not like football; or it's one game, it's a series. So, it, yeah, you have to. When a dog has to win three games or four, it's it's a lot harder for it to come through. In football, it's just one mm-hmm. game. So, if a dog just runs good a few games in a row. They, you know, like the Bengals did, where they kept pulling it out. It's, but then if if each one of those would have been, they have to win three out of five. The Bengals probably don't get there. So, 
It's just hard. I don't know. So are you saying to bet one of them for a future? I mean, not even – no, not in particular. Um, it's more of just how you rate, you know, the underrated teams that are, you know, when you're getting into the playoffs, maybe – and that's maybe a – you could answer that from, from a two-part question where how are you rating right now the teams that are out of the playoffs covering games late in the season – uh, that are actually out of the run completely. Now that we're coming down the yeah, stretch, and most teams have about ten games. They left. cover traditionally. They cover traditionally because you'll just you'll hear irrational people will say, like if a team loses two in a row, that's not very good. You'll actually hear this tanking stuff, which is definitely not true. You'll hear people say, "Oh, they're tanking," and so whenever that's like the consensus, is good value because they're definitely not tanking. They're just not very good. And then the other teams are just kind of getting ready for the playoffs, so they're not they're not 110 percent for these games against the big dogs. So you have the two things: people going, they're tanking. I mean, I always love that they're tanking, they're not tanking, and they're pro athletes. They, um, so the, they're trying their hardest, and then the favorites are just when they're laying double digits. Yeah, they're they're not giving it 110 percent like they are earlier in the year. I'm convinced. And I can't prove that one. The tanking one's definitely irrational, but I can't prove that the the playoff teams are are less than 110. percent But I mean, come on, they're human. You, you know, if you if you think about it, they they are. So it's a good spot. I love the the bigger dogs late in the year against the postseason. The team's postseason bound. Let me. I want to ask yeah. you a fan uh, a client DM'd me a question. <clears throat> All, not really on betting theory, just do you think that when players are unmotivated, so like you take the Lakers and LeBron, you know, the, you know, the, the Michael Jordan of today, you know, do you, do you just think that, you know, Hey, it's the end of his career. He just doesn't care. And there's just no point in messing with that. Like, do you, does that factor into the line making analysis? Not whether he's in or whether he's out or whether he just cares or doesn't care because he's got more money than God and he just knows that they're not going to go anywhere. And, you know, how do you – how do you? it's one thing when you have a team like the Houston Rockets or the Wizards, they don't have any star players. But then you have a team like the Lakers that can't get off the mat either. And they have, you know, you could say that one of the best players in the NBA. How do you, how do you assess that into your analysis or you may not at all and treat it like every other game? Oh, uh, no, it's every other game. This is just a random theory. Like, I don't, you just went, what does all that mean? He's got a well, certain amount again, of skill he's going to play. This is a random theory, right. whatever you just said. <laughs> I was listening going, what? This is the type of stuff. No, 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 meaning, you're, you're, meaning the Wizards The Wizards don't have a LeBron James. The Lakers do. End of story. There's no randomness about that. That's a fact. That's a fact. There's, there's no stars on the Wizards. That. Right, it doesn't. But there's a certain power ranking each team has. Every team's trying, or every player's trying. It did, no, it, I don't factor in what you just said. Okay, well, yeah. it's, it was the client. The client asked the question. I was relaying it on the air. But you see how that question was literally like you hear it and you go, like, no offense to the person, but you're like, what? Factor in what? But people will well, have the to client. The theory. client. The, the, these clients are. Fans first. Remember, a lot of these guys. No, I know, but do you do you hear that question though? Like people actually factor this stuff in. Hundred oh, percent. I can't help career, it. And I'm going what? 
But you're actually I can't help it. I can't help it. I can only yeah. be the recipient of the question. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree. No, I, I understand it's it could be frustrating from a pro level. That's why I tossed <laughs> a question out there as a middleman. You know, it's yeah. like, again, no, but I mean, you, you, people listening, don't factor in irrational things that are just. I give you an example. I give you an example. My, my secretary here at the office, she spent a large amount of money last Saturday night. Her, her husband is an absolute LeBron freak. And LeBron, uh, the Lakers played in Washington, and she spent well over a thousand dollars, which is no small sum for her to take him, you know, to this game. And he's a late, he bleeds Lakers, you know, Laker jersey, head to toe, kind of like your brother bleeds Seattle. Um, and uh-huh. you're, you're a fa- you're you're a fan. You're not a better. And then you go and you spend that kind of money and you go to the game and you watch the Wizards blow out the Lakers and you're thinking, you know, from him, it's interesting to see a response from a fan versus a better. And why why did that stadium? Why were those tickets so high? Because LeBron was at the Wizards. It wasn't because the Wizards were the Wizards. No, there was a little so, bit more. Hold on. There was a little bit more to that. LeBron had the opportunity of being number two all-time scorer in the NBA, which within his points per game average, probably he was going to hit during that game. So the tickets were jacked up because of that as well. But the line opened at one and went closed at three on the Wizards. And from a betting point of view, you know, me and you were like, well, something's up here. <laughs> you know, and, and but so you almost, the, the client that's the fan, who's not only a better, but he's a fan. Like you went to the game last night, but if you had a reason to bet against Denver, then you would have bet against Denver. It's, that's not going to be in your wagering decision that you're a fan. But when you, you know you have a certain amount of people that are fans, and where you you would call that square. But in the in the meantime, you're spending that kind of money, and then you're thinking your mind tells you, oh yeah, the Lakers should just blow out the Wizards. And that's where these clients come up with those questions because of situations like that that they don't understand that there is a power rating assigned to each individual team, regardless. To me, paying $1,000 to go see LeBron really has nothing to do with the first thing he said. Like, I get that. But factoring in if it's the end of someone's career, that was, like, literally a, a what? But, no, paying $1,000 to go see LeBron, yeah, I get it. I understand that completely. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I would do it, but I understand why somebody would. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no factoring in it's the end of someone's career. That's that's just one of those things that if big money actually did that, it just has a lot of value to feed it because it doesn't make any sense. So let me so let me ask like you this, and then we'll get makes no sense to bet and or something okay. that makes zero well, sense so with big money. So, so I'll hit you. With, I'll hit you with another one, which was uh, there was some rumors amongst some circles in the betting world that people were betting futures on Tampa Bay under the assumption that Brady was lying and he would come back. And so people were putting money down on Tampa Bay at these crazy prices without Brady. And then Brady comes back and is like Dollar Mike said, they have to honor the wager. And do you know anybody personally in your, in circles that was thinking that it was a fake retirement and took advantage of the perceived value of getting Tampa Bay on the future odds to win the Super Bowl at a big price, or nobody in your inner circle did that? Nobody in my inner circle did it, but it like that made sense to do. You know, that, that made, like somebody just took a lead. Okay, I think he's going to play. 
and that made sense. I get why someone would have done that, and it, and it worked out for him. So I'm good for Obviously. Them. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, exactly. trying to ask for the money back, the sports book trying to ask for the money back is kind of ridiculous. I, I that's that's because somebody somebody just took an educated guess. Oh, they're gonna he might come back. So that's that's well, they were for me. Yeah, just try to ask for the money back. What do you guys think of that? I mean, that's crazy. Well, I mean, they're having a they're having an investigation right now within the NFL that they're trying to figure crazy. out if there was some insider trading. Of sorts, How where somebody any, knew he was coming back. I know, right? I, yeah, but I, I completely knew, agree with you. Even if you knew they're coming back, so what? I just don't. That one kind of had my head spin. Even if you knew they're, it coming could have back, just been a publication. I haven't heard anything more about it, but that that was just the last I've heard of it in general. But, but there but is a, a live trade. But News alert! News that? alert! Tyree Kill oh, to the on. Dolphins. Go back. No, go ahead, no, Dave. What do you, hold on, let me talk. What do you, so when the sports books have injury info and they move the line, what, do they have inside info? I mean, now if we're going to ask for back, no, I'm, back I mean, that's, that's kind of weak, yeah. I'm in I mean, complete agreement with you. Just, yeah, just so I'm in you know, complete agreement with you. I think it's the, ridiculous. I'm reading this. That's even it's ridiculous. Man. I'm, I'm re- crazy. Well, listen, I'm, this, this gentleman happened to be a good friend with Brian. Uh, Westbrook Super Bowl Vice President Jay Cornegay believes that some sizable bets placed on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl before Brady announced he was coming out of retirement were made with inside information. Cornegay has reportedly called for an, instiga- an investigation into these wagers. There's not a doubt in my mind that I knew he was coming back when they placed those wagers on Thursday. And these were not casual bettors, and they would be categorized as educated bettors at the window. So that's so how, that's so Cornegay's response. So what? I'm agreeing with that. What's so what? So what? Like, I mean, sorry for him, and I don't want him. I, I doubt he here. Like, so what though? That's crazy. Like, you, you, like, they that's have the right. Crazy. They have the right. They have the right not. They have the right not to take the bet when the bets were made. They were sixty to one exactly. odds to win the Super Bowl. Right. The odds shifted from sixty to one and twenty-five to one. Well, they should have learned how many how many athletes through the years have come out of retire have said I'm going to retire and then didn't. So that person, right? That person could have just literally saw. You don't know what that person could have saw one thing. Maybe the wife went, "Oh, Tom's having second thoughts or something," and they thought, "Oh, let's roll with it." Maybe maybe he's going to come back, and they took risk. You know, you don't. Is it they said they, they said the group crazy. went from they said the group went from West Point to South Point the same day and double West hammered it South on that Thursday, right? Exactly at sixty to one. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, yep. Yeah, that's I don't know. Asking for the money back is I don't I don't know I don't know what to say, but I can't. I can't that would imagine. be like saying if he. That would like be saying if he broke his leg week one of the NFL season, then we should ask for our money back. <laughs> it goes oh, I think it's just. I just takes. I think they will pay the tickets, just because of the credibility of the books and what what clients and betters that fly there and they bet. They know they're going to get paid. So just like when, and DraftKings and FanDuel take it another level for the client. You know, relations department, when there's a bad beat, sometimes they even pay back the bad beat just to know that they want people to, to play with them. So I don't see that they won't pay them. 
because it will be big news, and you know, I think it will cost them more money in the long run. My personal opinion, but um, yeah, but to, since we are in the NFL, I want to release once again news alert: Tyreek Hill has been traded to the Dolphins for five draft picks, including a twenty twenty second first and second round. So, Mister Mahomes is no longer has his deep threat in Tyreek Hill. So I wonder how those odds shift in the next, you know, couple minutes. Well, my, my, probably not no, that much. Doesn't matter. No, yeah, that doesn't matter. No, my thing is, my thing is, even if the people came out and said, yeah, we, we had a feeling he was going to come back. Or even if we knew, I don't, I don't think their wages should be canceled because everybody has the same information. And if somehow somebody has like better information, the sports books have the best information out of everybody. They have Don Best, they have alerts, they have a million Twitters they follow. They have better information than anybody. So if sometimes someone else has better information, I think it's fair. I, okay, that's going to happen sometimes. So to ask for the money back is, is insane. Actually insane to me. Sorry, I'll get off the subject, but I know you guys feel the same way I do. But it's like... Oh, absolutely. They also have the right. They also have the right not to take the wager, right? They have the right exactly. to limit the wager, just like you. Just like you get limited on the apps all day long. And I'm not in their shoes to say. So I feel a part of me is going. Well, you're not in their shoes, and you don't know what to deal with. So, but still, I just. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Can we uh, now that we have about ten minutes left in the show? We'll change the subject to the upcoming sport that is starting here in early April. Can you give, uh, because we had a lot of clients join um, the early bird to get into the seasonal rate for baseball. Can you kind of give a little bit of a description of what it's going to look like for them? I mean, obviously it's different than basketball. It's different than overnight lines. It's, it's a little bit different. What can you give the clients, you know, a little explanation of what it's going to look like this summer for them? Um, we're going to have, well, daily values, we always do that, daily plays. Um, we're going to continue to have an edge, and we're hoping that it plays itself out for everybody pretty quick, um, and time will tell, but I'm feeling confident. I don't know if that was the right answer, but same thing, I mean, not much is going to change. Right, Just, okay. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, just the value is, from what I've seen in years past, the value is just like basketball. It's not centered like football on Saturdays and Sundays. You have value every single day. So that that is a surplus to your trading style. And um, so I'm very excited for it. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you do anything for the first five innings at all? Is that something part of your model or no? Well, Part of my strategy, too, like the, is, is uh, I, I like – because in baseball, look at the takeout in baseball. You have basically minus 05, but you, for the first five innings, you don't have that. So okay. that's, why I, that's why I try to do the full game. Because in baseball, you can really get your money in good my, with, my, with, the, with the less takeout. And then, and then now if you shop around, you can almost get uh, juice-free bets. In theory, if you think about it, so, so doing the full game for me makes sense, especially if I'm advising people. You know, I want to cut the takeout down however I can. 
God, now it's the way to do it in baseball is the full game, yeah. <clears throat> so now that we're, you know, a little bit past COVID, are you going to be doing any of these cruises that you've done in years past? I mean, no. I don't, you know, the, the, no. no, nothing? No, I mean, because I want to be here and make money. I might go to Cancun or Love something. It. Yeah, I might go to Cancun. Guys, if you're listening, he's what focused year-round. He's focused year-round now. Um, I have a, a scheduled trip in, in June um, that I'm just going to the beach. Um, a couple little oh, nice. weekend stuff here and there throughout the summer, but no, nothing nice. crazy. I'm, I'm newly engaged, so I'm getting married the following oh, nice. summer. So I have, you know, just more just staying put and, and focusing on baseball because the wedding is not cheap, Dave. It's not cheap whatsoever. I'm the ball. I can see the ball. Uh, Dave, I see the when he walks, he's walking to one side with the ball and chain on the ankle. I can see it as he's dragging it through the office. Too much. Oh, man. Too much, man. Yeah, I have clients. They're such big followers of yours on Instagram. One of the clients <laughs> said, uh, what did he tell me? He goes, man. Dave could give out winners and drink Trulies at the same time. He is amazing. <laughs> I tried. When you were at the game. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, it was just a funny. You were at the game. You are having fun. And it was the guys love it, man. It's just because they feel like they know you on a personal level. It's not just, hey, man, here are the games. This is the units. <laughs> this is the strategy. Follow me on Telegram to get all my releases. It's like they're following you in terms of financially, but they're also able to to see instead of a video of a day in the life, they get to actually see the life of what you do. I mean, you're hanging out with you're hanging out with a lot of play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're hanging out with debt left shrimp, and you're you know you're having a blast. <laughs> oh, you guys watch all that, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, we watch all that. What do you mean? Listen, when uh, one of my clients who's a CrossFit freak, he wanted to know when we could get you back to Midnight Madness CrossFit. Man, I went through a phase where I did that for like three months, and you always bring it up. I know. I should. I well, it was should. Great. Me and my cousin worked out at like eleven o'clock the other night. That felt good. That felt really good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we we worked out super late. That felt good. I I, I can't. What about what about V? V is still V is still doing yeah, push ups and burpees every day yeah, on Facebook. I thought it was yeah, a COVID trend. It never stopped. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to have stopped a year ago, and you're still doing it. It's impressive, right? Very impressive. I agree. Very impressive. Yeah, I, I don't know how he's still going with that. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're funny. <laughs> oh, we had some good times during that COVID year. I would have my little online well, workouts you, on you, Zoom, you, and you, you guys were leading the class. Leading the pack. Yeah, you were leading Now I'm leading the pack on the golf course. That's it. But like you were the you were a strong strong uh, influence, you know what you call it, yeah. But no, when I work yeah, out, well, we any anything else. Mentally, you're just the true. clarity of just being active is is so yeah. important, and just you're yeah. just sharper in general. And yeah. So. Hey, real quick, because yeah. we have a few minutes left, one question uh, client asked me: Do you have an opinion on any underrated NBA teams coming into the playoffs? We already answered that. Are you, yeah, we already answered that. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good question. 
You know, I haven't even thought about that. Um, maybe maybe the Lakers. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to come no. back. No, those guys got problems. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Phoenix has got an impressive record going, but they're not really an underrated team. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, like I said, we're gonna. We, believe it or not, with the hour of power is upon us, we're gonna be back next week. We're gonna do it again, and we'll be approaching the beginning of uh, opening day madness in MLB. And uh, let's see how the Sweet Sixteen does this weekend, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Have a good one, Dave. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the Vegas Strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Call free.